Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I am Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's actually not a, neuro a bunch of neurotic shit on this one. This one is very structured and very focused. This is rare for me, uh, but I guess after doing this for over a year now, you think, finally, Jesus, he's getting his shit together. And by that I mean there were no commas there, so I'm glad that Jesus is getting his shit together as am I. Let's start with, it's all fun stuff, sort of. I mean, there's, okay, there's an, uh, uh, an anxiety thing right in the middle of the list you cannot see, um, so I kind of want to just sandwich uh, that with uh, the fun stuff and the structured focus stuff. Uh, movie Madness, motherfuckers. Uh, I've been on a tear. You haven't heard a lot about it on uh, No Applause, Just the Clap, because it's movies that we've already talked about. I've rewatched uh, Airplane and Dread and um, Dark Knight, uh, The Dark Knight, and uh, just just slamming through just movies, and I've been rewatching Party Down, which is still funnier than one of the funniest shows you've never seen. So no, I've just been slamming through stuff, and I'm actually running out of stuff to watch. I only have three movies left in kind of the the vault on my external hard drive. There, of course, the three most kind of emotionally intense movies, like like Blue Jasmine, Bagman, and uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, but we're coming up on this year's. Oscar contender season, so I kind of want to knock out last year's Oscar contender, uh, contenders uh, so that I can kind of start afresh. That's not a word. So I've been watching a lot of stuff. I've been, it, it's it's kind of, the work has been nice and consistent with the day job. Yeah, I've been working a lot, but once again, like I said a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, I'm taking every opportunity I have to relax. Um, so there you go. There's that. I'm putting together... Um, the plans for November, speaking of time I will not have to relax, and yes, I know it's October, um, but I want to have everything kind of in place, uh, this is part of that structured focused thing I'm talking about, where I'm making a, an actual plan to go, what do I need to have um, up and in motion and uh, to be in place when I kind of go dark and drop off the grid for November. Um, to write uh, the John Goodwitch novel. I need to post the new blog, which will probably go up uh, at time of recording today, so probably last week. Um, doors slamming in the background because there's no rest for the wicked. I'm going to be updating uh, the website in very small ways, uploading the backlog of variant covers, um, and I think next year the site's going to go through a massive overhaul um, where I'm going to rebuild it from the ground up and make it super easy to use for me um, while maintaining the um, uh, very simple uh, user interface. So, um, but I'll be updating the website and I need to break down all of my story ideas uh, for the short stories that'll encompass this novel uh, for John Goodwitch. Um, I'm about a third of the way through, so I've got a month to, to knock a bunch of stuff out. Um, the updating the variant covers is what's gonna take me the longest. It's gonna be probably a week's worth of work because um, I'm doing a couple hours here and there every day as opposed to just sitting down and knocking it out in one, bam, one day. Speaking of writing, um, I talked a couple weeks ago about how I was a little um, apprehensive to talk to Deb about ideas um, because it was very much one, I didn't want them to be so talked about that it seemed like they had been realized, but as well as that they're my ideas, they're my brain babies, and I want to hang on to them. And I want to nurture them. I'm the one whose teeth they will suckle. And basically, I just kind of had this thing yesterday where Deb called me kind of out of nowhere and went, you know, I had uh, kind of a thought about a character we talked about 
months ago that I, I'm the one that developed the character, and I kind of got a little itchy, but then I started thinking about it. I'm going, you know, there's an Abbott and Landing combination in comics that is amazing. And you talk, uh, I read, you know, interviews with Jeff Loeb and Jeff Johns where they worked in kind of a workspace together and they could bounce ideas off each other. And of course, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's Good Omens. And I'm looking at all these collaborations and going, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing that I've got someone in, that I can bounce ideas off of and that I'm, I'm willing to give her credit and I want to talk to her and go, when the time is right, let's actually sit down and do something. Um, I'd love for her to help me write, um, you know, this this Batman villain that, that I thought of and she kind of put a neat twist on and, and then I was like, well, how the fuck am I going to do this? And literally, the minute I said it, I went, oh, that's how I do that. Okay, click, click, click. Data made of data B to data C, and I could see it half drawn in my head. You know, maybe I'll I'll talk to her, and maybe we'll become you know writing partners. I think that would be uh, very advantageous for the both of us because I think she's got a good mind to kind of see the holes in things, whereas I might be you know, you know, too close to the trees to see the forest, so to speak. When I work uh, kind of isolated and going, no, this is mine, and you know. I'm like Lenny and the rabbit on some on some of my stuff. And, and speaking of Deb, Deb and I have been talking about the fact that, unfortunately, shooting the gap is still on hiatus. Um, we're working on it, folks. Um, I will post something to our Facebook and Twitter um, and, and possibly post uh, something to iTunes, possibly, about uh, Ryan and I are working on solutions. We're working at looking at... Um, kind of restructuring the show. We're going to try to get it back off hiatus, hopefully by um, the end of, of October, So, um, which is a month away. I mean, I think we could probably pull something together in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping, um, to only have been gone for about three weeks, uh, four weeks tops. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's schedules, it's personnel, it's life gets in the way. Speaking of that, you know, we, we've had the personal issues on shooting the gap. Um, and I've been bringing that up in my classes. Um, and this is kind of the heavy thing that, that is the, the meat of the sandwich of the brain sandwich, if you will, that I've been going back to classes and I've talked about how they're not entirely therapeutic. Uh, the lady that runs it is a, um, a, a addiction therapist, which is great. Um, I think that she's, I wouldn't say spoiled, but acclimated to talking to these people who don't, some of them don't have alcoholic tendencies, and she treats them as such. Um, whereas with me, I'm like, yes, I've had issues about alcoholism, you know, and I, I want to focus on, on why I drank, not that I drank. Um, but I'm afraid of, of, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm kind of advanced in terms of my therapy that, that, you know, she's kind of taking me through kind of the 101s of everything. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not in the 101s. Like, I'm not back to one people. I'm, you know, ahead. So, you know, I'm still trying to get stuff out. Um, I talked about my dad last week. Once in, or uh, uh, yesterday, uh, at the time of recording, it was yesterday. And it was really weird because this is a whole room full of people that have not heard any of my issues about my dad. Not that I wanted to revisit stuff so that it's easy. It's that, you know, it was one of those, they're like, well, what do you mean your dad doesn't call you on his birthday, um, on your birthday? And I said, well, that's, I'm, I'm still waiting for a call back from two years ago and last year and so forth and so on. 
So uh, I think, you know, hopefully he doesn't go for the hat trick this year. You know, it was kind of weird getting kind of multiple new perspectives on, you know, that I would say, like, look, he, I felt like he emotionally abandoned me at 17. I could talk about it very plainly. And, um, you know, I did get anxious. I was, there was some hand wringing that everyone kind of picked up on. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, this, this really doesn't, isn't what, what gets me down because I'm, I've, I've grieved his loss despite him not being dead, um, but I've grieved the loss of my father in my life emotionally and physically. You know, I wanted to talk about, you know, the situation I've got a friend in who's currently, you know, awaiting bail reassessment, um, and he was originally picked up for domestic violence. Uh, it's it, It's been, um, I guess, quote-unquote, dumbed down to a different charge, but um, that, you know, when I heard what he'd been picked up for, it, it brought on a whole wave of anxiety for not only did I feel anxious for him because I'm going, oh my God, I know what he's going through. And he doesn't have some of the resources and support uh, systems that I do. Um, so I felt, you know, bad that I couldn't necessarily be there for him in one way or the other right now. Um, and, you know, I felt anxious knowing what he was going through. But then it brought back a whole wave of anxiety for me where I'm going, oh my God, like, you know, I know he hasn't dealt with things the way I've dealt with things. And, you know, I got a little angry that, um, you know, I'd given him advice based on, look, I'm going through the situation right now. I don't want to see you go through the situation I'm going through. And he did anyway. Um, and basically I looked at that anger and went, well, you're not obviously angry. You're upset. He didn't take your advice. You feel not disrespected, but marginalized. Um, you know, I was made to feel kind of, I, I felt stupid. I felt insulted that, you know, I'm going, I'm the one person right now of your closest friends who's going through this shit and I'm giving you sound advice. I know I can't make him take it. I can't, I can only control myself, but it's still hurtful when it's like you were in the situation because you didn't listen to anyone at this point. It's, it's on you. And I talked about this last week. So it's good that I'm getting this stuff out. The the class could tell that I was, my voice was cracking. I I that I was stuttering. You know, that it, it was it was anxiety. Um, but I didn't feel the need to, to medicate. Not that I had a way to do it anyway. Um, but I'm trying not to distract myself. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to process the emotions. I'm trying to process one so I can be a better me for me, and two so I can be a better me for him if he needs me. Um, I mean, I'm at the point where it's one of those, I, I, I don't know if I can surround myself with someone who will just disregard what I say, uh, act in ways that I used to act that not that if I act that way now would, would literally make me nauseated, like the Levico treatment. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those where I want to be there for him, but I have to think of myself first. And I know that's selfish. I know that's selfish. I've come too far to to sacrifice that work and that progress on someone who is not going to be receptive to what's what what I'm trying to be it to him basically um, I don't want to just be there to be a peripheral character uh, in his life story that just kind of chimes in and out and it's like, I want to help you. If you don't want the help, that's fine. But 
you know, I, I'd like the input in that you don't want it so that, you know, we're not wasting our time. I'm not wasting my breath. I'm not wasting your time. I'm not wasting my energy. I'm not exhausting you and wasting your energy trying to, you know, maybe not bulldoze you, but to go, look, you need to understand. Like, I know I'm being firm, but it's not, I don't feel as if it's getting through. And it didn't. It didn't, or he wouldn't be in the situation he's in. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think both parties in the relationship made dumb decisions over the course of their entire relationship. Um, and it's just, it's landed them where they are. And one of them's playing, you know, the victim card. And the thing is, she's not the victim. Her son was the victim, uh, quote unquote, um, but she's not. So I think there's, you know, I think some stuff's triggering a bit of martyrdom in her. Um, and a bit of abandonment issues. I mean, I think, I don't know. You know, I, I think that, you know, she feels abandoned by the, the kid's dad. And I think that's been forming uh, her psychology for decades. And um, I think having, having to, you know, protect her son is kind of filling a hole in her. Um, and she doesn't realize that's what's happening. Um, she's not, uh, she's acting highly uh, um, maybe not irrationally, but emotionally, which she has every right to her emotions. I think that, you know, she may be twisting certain things, uh, kind of reshaping objective reality with her subjective perceptions of it. So anyway, but speaking of my situation, I had to put together an action plan. That was the fucking weirdest, maybe not weirdest, but that, that was a, a good but rough segue. Um, I have to put together an action plan as I'm coming up on the end of my whole situation. And I'm struggling a little bit. Um, I know that alcoholism is going to be, you know, and, and maintaining sobriety is obviously going to be one of my things I'm going to talk about um, on the action plan. But I'm, I'm a little hard-pressed on how to tackle certain things like depression and my anxiety because they're not crippling. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those, like, how do I, I, I need to focus on expressing and processing my feelings. Okay, I guess it's that simple. Never mind. Um, you know, but, uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, maybe I'll talk about that as it goes on closer to the end of the year. Um, and I think, uh, oh, and then the, the last one, once again, weird fucking dreams. I talk about my dreams like every couple shows, um, as I'm prone to weird dreams and, and, uh, and nightmares and stuff that tend to, to, to form a lot of the bulk of my work. It's very interesting. But lately I've been having weird psychic dreams, um, like eerily specific dreams where uh, I think a week ago, a couple weeks ago, I had a dream where I was in uh, watching a movie with this soulmate girl um, and uh, she like got up to like, you know, adjust her shirt or whatever and then sat back down and then we held hands and, and kissed for the first time. I could tell that in the dream. And it was like, well, that was very sweet. Um, oddly specific, though, that it was in a movie theater and she got up to, to like, adjust her shirt and then sit back down. Um, and that, you know, it was, like, kind of during the previous, I could sense everything chronologically, uh, or uh, uh, you know. And then last night I had this dream where um, we went to the movie uh, Avengers 2. It was Rise of Ultron, and, uh, or Age of Ultron, rather. And in the dream the movie's about to start and she's like, oh, I'm really hungry. Can we go get a burger? 
And I was like, you know what? For you, I'll miss the middle of the movie, which is huge. Huge. I don't know if I'd say that in real life. Um, that I'd be like, dude, I'm going to miss an Avengers, you know, a movie to, to take you to a burger. Um, especially Age of Ultron. Dude, it's fucking robots. It's robots fighting the Avengers. How can I not love that other than being a giant comic nerd for 30 years? It was one of those where it was so oddly specific that it was Age of Ultron that I'm like, is that the movie? Is, you know, and I'm not going to talk to the soulmate girl about this because that, that kind of taints the whole experiment. That's the whole uh, quantum physics thing where uh, even by observing it um, too closely, you're affecting it. So um, I'll probably tell Deb because then I've got some kind of like corroborating evidence of like, hey, this could happen and let's see if it happens. And then that's it. I just kind of wash my hands of it for the next seven months. So um, that was really fucking weird that it, my dreams have been gotten like that specific of that girl, this movie, um, so forth, so on. So any hoozle. Um, that's it. That's the list you cannot see. I'll be talking much, uh, much more about, um, kind of how the plans, um, to wrap up everything, uh, to get free, uh, for November. Uh, I'll be talking about that as, as the next couple weeks keep trucking along as we've hit, uh, October. It's sweater weather, motherfuckers. Um, I love it. I love hoodie weather. Um, hate snow. Not looking forward to that. But hoodie weather? I'm down with the hoodie weather. So, um... From Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been uh, my structural uh, obligations and hopes and uh, anxieties and the fact that I like sweater weather. That's uh, way too long. That's not what Dam stands for. It's Acute Mental Neuroses, which I did talk about a little bit. So, good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!